One thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. When? When? Wait, wait, wait! Take this! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 72. My guest today is Brian Scalaro. Hi. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I saw you uh, just a minute ago. I was perusing uh, Instagram and mm-hmm. saw you. Uh, Exercising? I did. I, and yeah. I, couldn't, I didn't listen to the volume, so I didn't. I was like, fuck, I, he was, you're, you're like two minutes from being from it being noon, which is when we were going to start, and I was like, fuck, I hope I didn't die or something. No, first of all, it was at 6 a.m., so I don't know what's wrong with your time clock. Well, I didn't realize it was, well, that's what I meant. I meant, like, well, maybe he went hiking four hours ago, and it fucking killed him, because you didn't look like you were having a good well, time. Well, that, that was, that's called acting, Tim, and thank you very much. <laughs> you are a good actor, I man. was joking. I was pretending I was horribly out of breath and, and like, coughing. It was for a comedy. I get it. Which is what Instagram should be, I think, for comedians. Our post should be comedic. I didn't really think he died. Okay. Well, thanks for opening it up with, uh, you looked unhealthy. No, 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 no. I didn't say you looked unhealthy, but in the video you were like... (laughs) Well, that's what the joke was. But it's so funny to me that when people make fun of fat people while they exercise, it's like, we're trying not to be fat, and we're still getting made fun of it. Really fuck. Not you, but it pisses me off. Yeah. Like, I posted a clip on on Facebook, and some guy's like, we know you drove up to the top of the mountain. I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? It's right. like, I'm, here we are. fact, I is trying to lose weight, and you're still mocking him. Right. It's fucking out of hand. No, dude, I, I feel you. And the only reason I thought maybe you were dying is because it's fucking hard. That hike is not Yeah, well, easy. I, I've done it um, uh, before. I had a TV show in 2005. Okay. I was in third lead. It was a good time. Way before Facebook, so nobody fucking remembers it. <laughs> but I, before that show, I lost 50 pounds by walking Runyon Canyon, that hiking trail about every other day for about four months Mm -hmm. and i just did that what i would do is i would stare at the girl's ass in front of me yeah and that would propel me forward so if i could continue looking at her ass then i i I would stay you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't break i wouldn't take breaks i'd just keep marching yeah and it was kind of like a a metaphor for life yeah lose weight (laughs) and then you can get an ass like that you know so that's kind of what that's kind of what that was but i did lose 50 pounds once on that mountain before and I took a major break because this career and life will get you down yeah. and get you really depressed. And so I just I just stopped. Yeah. I just stopped. Yeah, I, I still exercise on a fairly regular basis, but a couple of years ago I was I was running and I used to run up this this hill that was literally like it was a seven mile run and like three and a half of it was straight up hill. Almost That's crazy. almost all in a row. Wow. And one day I was doing it and I just stopped and I was like what are you doing? Well, like, you were running like, the hell or walking? I was running. Wow. And I used to do it, I used to do it, you know, about once a week and, and then, and like I was in pain or something and I was uh-huh. just like, just fighting through the pain and I just, it made myself stop and I was like, what the hell are you doing right now? Like, yeah. Like you're causing yourself more harm than good. That's, by, uh, yeah. You know, by, by exercising the way you are. Yeah. It was like my new addiction and, uh, fuck, even that can be bad. I enjoy not exercising. Yeah. And I still found myself handsome 
but I wished other people did as well. I think yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, I occasionally you get a feel like when when it comes to being heavy set, you get like if you ask out ten girls, one will say yes, one will say yes, but she did it out of guilt and feels like she should, and third will say yes and and stand you up, and the rest <laughs> will go no, and one will be really mean about it. But uh, so it's like the, the more weight you lose, the more options there are, and uh, the healthier you are, the longer you live. And girls like to know that you take care of yourself. They want to know that if you take care of yourself, you can help take care of them, and they want you to inspire them also to exercise and, and work harder. So, But I really loved sitting in my pajama bottoms, watching television and smoking weed. I loved that. <laughs> and I remember once I asked that a girl, I was like, what do you like to do? She's like, I like to get stoned and, and watch Netflix. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, that's really what I like. I like documentaries on Netflix. And this is a really beautiful girl. And I was like, well, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. And of course, she fucking stood me up. Yeah. Because I'm fat, Tim. I don't think it's because you're fat. I it's because I'm fat. I don't think so. It's because I'm fat. You're a fine piece of ass, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, um, I think it's just how it is, man. Like, I remember, you know, I've been married for almost two years now, but I, I remember meeting girls and thinking, like, this is great. She, we get along good. Oh, well, she obviously likes me. And then they just won't, for whatever reason, why call, you, why, call you back. Even why times where why like, sell themselves with a line that they know I'll like? Like, she doesn't like watching documentaries on Netflix. Why say that? I once had a girl, I dated for four years, and the initial first day, she talked about how much she loved Monty Python. It was a very beautiful girl, and I was like, that's crazy, because I love Monty Python. Right. And so, uh, we never watched Monty Python once in four years, and whenever I tried to show it to her, she didn't want to watch it. She misrepresented herself. Yeah. Why Why do that? Especially, if at least that girl went through with it and dated me for four years. Why the fuck, Mr. I never understood people. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you never will. This, uh, you know, people are just, you know, we're all fucked up for our own well, there's, reasons. Uh, there's two kinds of people in this world, and they're both dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the way I say it. <laughs> well, well, can you elaborate? Like, are some bigger dicks or some sneakier dicks? They're just, people are dicks in different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's the one who's a dick right up front. You go, that guy's a dick. And then there's the ones who are dicks behind your back and fuck you up more. And then, like, you know, like, I was thinking the other day about how everyone's like, oh, women are so much nicer, and women should be president. I'm like, a lot of them, like, I'll give you that men are the shittier species, the shittier gender. Mm -hmm. Like, we're the, the Nazis who kill people. We're the fucking guys who create the nuclear bomb. I, I get that. But some of the meanest people I've ever met in my life have been women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. The women, the jobs I've lost have been because of women. You know what I mean? So I think of uh, all the... Uh, all the women that wrote Dear John letters to their soldier husbands as they were fighting for their freedom. <laughs> Sorry, I really want to get laid, so I'm going to get laid. I know you're dying for me and my friends to be free, but I'm, I'm going to fuck somebody else. Goodbye. <laughs> Isn't that horrible that people did that? Yeah. How fucking dare you do that? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. There's something out there. So there's that type of dick, and then there's the dick who took over there's a dick who dropped a fucking, who attacked Pearl Harbor. The dick who fucking threw Jews in the ovens in, in Auschwitz. Yeah. There's different types of dicks. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you give uh, the sweet, not the sweetest person, but I don't want to say a girl, but it's the, not one of the, so somebody who seems nice, you give that person the opportunity where they're in charge, I bet you they'll throw people in ovens too. <laughs> fucking dicks. Yeah. I'm in a bad mood, Tim. 
No, you're not. I wasn't going to give him until you mentioned it looked like I was going to die in the hell. I was like, fucking ten. Really? Did I put you in a bad mood? <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a good actor. I don't know when you're fucking serious. You are a good actor. Yeah, anything, uh, anything online is usually a joke. I saw your IMDb this morning, and I had to take a screenshot of it. because There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, done, I've, done, I've done okay. Yeah. Wait, I haven't wait. done great. I've done okay. You've, you've done great, dude. I, I always mean, say God likes me, but not that much. You've been on a show called Alone Together, I'm Dying Up Here, Superior Yeah, those are all guest roles, yeah. Girl Meets World, Castle, Conan, Truth Be Told, Bones, The Middle, mm-hmm. Crashing Bernstein, mm-hmm. Growing Up Fisher, Kroll mm-hmm. Show, mm-hmm. Uh, political, Platonically Incorrect. That was the pilot for ABC in 2003. Three Sisters. Three Sisters was a television stacked, and Three Sisters were the two shows on network television where I was a lead. Okay. So uh, nobody remembers Three Sisters because nine eleven happened on our second episode. Oh really? <coughs> so just nobody remembers it. Yeah. But those are the people who write the middle, which has won all these awards, and uh, stacked was a good show. Nobody gave a shot because That's Pamela Anderson's yeah, because deal, right? they thought it was it's a Pamela Anderson show mm-hmm. called Stacked, so they thought it was going to be a bunch of dick jokes. Which it wasn't, but mo- the people who would have liked that show, the Dick Joke show, they watched it and it wasn't Dick Jokes. And the people who would have liked the material we were really doing didn't watch it because they thought it was going to be Dick Jokes. You know what I mean? It was just poorly advertised and poorly named. How is Pamela Anderson as a person? Great. She was very nice. What yeah. I liked about her is that she's really sweet and loyal and you don't think she's listening, but she is. And then all of a sudden you go back to your dressing room and there's a gift there about what you were talking about. Like oh, she, really? yeah. Well, I also like that she was like, I want to, I don't want us to start till ten a.m. and I want us to end at two p.m. This way, I can drop off my kids and pick my kids up from school. Like this was somebody who was like, this is the life I want. I'm going to set it up this way. Yeah. Uh, so she was a great person, and I remember uh, she was very giving with her celebrity. Like she was on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and you know how they have those pictures coming up, Pamela Anderson. I move that. Sure. There you go. You know, coming up, Pamela Anderson. They have pictures like, you know, like that. So I'm in the dressing room with her. She's going on Jimmy Kimmel. So they come in to take her picture for coming up, Pamela Anderson. And she kisses me in the picture. And they go, okay, that's great, but we just want a picture of you. And she goes, no, no, use that one. <laughs> and she made these people leave the room like, fucking A. Now, yeah. this, what, what is it like? who's this fat guy she's kissing? So it was like she was very giving with what she had, and I, I liked her a lot. Most people don't know this by looking at Pam, uh, but she has giant breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like like Quato, remember Quato from Total Recall? Remember uh, Quato, the little the thing that was that was a, it was a mutant that was on a guy's chest. Yeah, they were like heads. It was like she had she had like heads. Yeah, what is that noise? It's not me. It must be you. That microphone. This thing? I think it's the microphone. I think I was fucking with the pen. Always, always What's funny is I was like, "Can I move that bottle?" And you go, "Sure." And you put it back in the exact. Well, what's funny is you've been making the noise <laughs> the whole time. They don't think it's me. There you go. <laughs> Uh, you're an asshole. All right. Uh, <laughs> so thank yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've been in a ton of stuff. I saw you the other day in a Snapple commercial. I had to rewind it, and I was like, that's my buddy, bro. He's a fucking oh, mango. Yeah, I'm a mango. I used to be third lead in sitcoms, and now I'm fourth mango. <laughs> now when you do something like that, do you... Want to kill yourself? Yes. No, no, no. Do you just sit there and do the voice and then they CGI all that stuff? Uh, that was an intense uh, couple of days. What's weird is that we shot we shot, tw- we shot 12 hours worth of stuff mm-hmm. and they picked two 15-second commercials. One I'm funny in and one I'm a straight man in. And uh, that the one that's airing a lot is a straight man one. But it's like it was really a... They put us... 
first they we, they we had they they put in they brought us to a special effects place, and they dumped like plaster on us, mm-hmm. and you could only breathe through your nostrils. So they made masks of our face. It okay. took for about an hour. You can't see or open your mouth. Wow! And it was terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. They told me Meatloaf was there the day before, and he had a fucking nervous breakdown. Really? And started ripping it off his face. Like I thought I was gonna get buried alive. You know. But anyway, so like they, I'm uh, like being waterboarded. Yeah, it was, it was scary. Yeah. And so then what they did was they took the outline of the face they made and they put it around their heads. Then they painted our face mm-hmm. to match to match the mangoes. And then they put us in chroma key suits with puppet arms and we had to like just act as mangoes. And it was it was it was okay. It was fun. It was a good day's work. And it's, the bad thing is the things are so bad now, money wise for actors. It seems like the golden age for actors with all these platforms, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix. But it's not. Yeah. The money now is so low that it's nonsense. So, for example, the Snapple commercial, which is airing multiple times a day, mm-hmm. I'm getting paid very little for because it's not on network TV. So cable gives you a I've flat... i on network TV. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. They give you a, they give you a flat rate for a cycle run okay. uh, on cable, whereas on network TV, they pay you by airing. So if it aired on network... Like, a long time ago, we did a Netflix commercial. You might remember it. I had a bowl of popcorn, and I showed, yeah. I showed up during a, bank, a robbery, and I was like, you guys are great. I love you guys. That guy's wearing a wire. Yeah, he's wearing a yeah, wire. Yeah, yeah, that, that one aired on network TV. I got paid, but every two months, I got a check for eight grand. Wow. And it was fucking great. So yeah. for years, I just lived on that Netflix commercial. Wow. So this is very different. It's airing more than a Netflix commercial, mm-hmm. but I'm being paid less. Wow. So you and see this Snapple, I thought that yeah. would be, like, really a good deal. Uh, who knows? You know, but like you see these, like you know the the guy in um, uh, what the America's Got Cash dot com, man, he's out of breath. You know, <laughs> that's on like ninety times a day, and you think that guy's getting rich? He's not. It's only on cable. He's got fucking. He's probably he's probably wearing that costume around the house, cursing at his wife. I'm the Cash dot net guy. Fuck you. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I really enjoy acting. I, yeah. love, I love acting. Do you have a preference acting over stand-up or no? I like acting more because nobody fucking interrupts me. Yeah. Now, it used to be when I started comedy, you'd get heckled uh, maybe once every two months. And the heckle doesn't mean it's an evil thing they're saying. It just means an interruption uh, to me. So now it seems like with social media or the world getting worse or people feeling their opinions are important when they're not... I don't know if you agree, but it seems to be they interrupt a lot more. Yeah. So that's all. It's like it seems to be once every five shows I'm being interrupted. No, I, I, I and I'm getting, I'm getting really fucking annoyed. Yeah. So nobody, when I'm on Mad Men, when I was on Mad Men, there was no bachelorette party interrupting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just got to act. Yeah. And I enjoy that. And also, acting is very zen, because if you're truly in the moment and truly acting with somebody. And you just are thinking about what's happening in that scene. Yeah. Then you don't care that your mother's sick. You don't care that your fucking girlfriend left you. You don't care that your dog just died. You're in the moment. Right. So uh, it's very zen. That's what I've always enjoyed yeah. about stand-up is I get that way. It's, you get that way with stand-up, really. If I was depressed or sick or anything. It'd cheer you up, usually. Well, I mean, and it, it just forces you to not think about it for... 45 you know, minutes. Every, everybody's been through a bad breakup, and when you're going through it, that's literally about all you think about. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. the first thing you think about in the morning and the last thing you think about at bed and everything in between. So stand-up does make you clear your oh, head yeah. a little bit that, for that moment. Sure. Yeah, for I, me, that 45, that. 50 minutes. But I, I agree with you as far as the interruption thing. There's nothing 
more annoying. And I was telling somebody just the other day, I think it may have even been on the podcast, that I, that's part of what I like about stand-up is I, I'm fairly, I'm a fairly reserved person uh-huh. and people want to talk over me yeah. all the fucking time. All the time. And all the time. stand up is the one place where I'm like, okay, this, this is, is I get this to is, talk. This is my time. As this I interrupt my you. As I keep interrupting. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that, that's a normal conversation. Yeah, but you know, people around. people have a tendency to speak over you. Yeah, yeah. and it bugs the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And, and and nowadays with stand up, people maybe they've always been this way, but like sometimes people sit in the front row and text and all that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? Realize how rude you're fucking doing. Yeah, right that's now? ridiculous. Oh. Like the other this is what I find interesting, is that there's all different reasons that people interrupt. One is they're drunk, two is they want attention, three is they're jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they just want they think they're helping, which is always crazy. If you're not helping, you wanted attention, let's be honest. But what I get like I noticed that female comics tend to get interrupted by men, whereas male comics tend to get interrupted by female audience yeah. members. My guess is that we that people don't fear reprisal, physical reprisal, from the opposite sex. Yeah. So that's why I think that women interrupt male comics and men interrupt female, female comics. But also, it could be that they don't respect the other gender. Who knows? But, for example, last night was weird. Not last night. Saturday. And I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. It's just there was a crowd was weird. And not, and I'm not patting myself on the back here. I had a good uh, place in the lineup. Whereas the people before me did okay. They did about C's and B's. And I went up, and I just didn't stop, and I, I was in a good mood. I had a lot of Red Bull, and I did an A. Mm-hmm. And the whole show, I was there for the whole show. Nobody interrupted anybody when they were doing okay, when they were doing oh, good. Nobody interrupted anybody. But the minute somebody started doing great, they all wanted to fucking be part of the show. Yeah. And I was like, and I, at one point, I just wanted literally, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, just shut up. Yeah, you know, I had three hours of sleep. I'm not in the mood to fucking joke around right. with you. I'm doing my material. I'm not in the mood to joke around during my stand-up set. Yeah, and they got tight. They were like, "Oh, dad, daddy's mad," you know. But why is it that they interrupted when somebody was doing well? Yeah, I even said that I was. I said, I was like, yeah, I was here the whole show. You didn't interrupt anybody else." Oh, I was like, "Because I'm doing well," and the crowd kind of laughed. But they were mostly like, "He's gonna punch us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like being interrupted, yeah. and it keeps happening. Everywhere I go. More and more. Yeah. Like, I think I was in Arkansas, and I walked on stage. I said, hi. How are you guys doing? And I'm doing my first joke, and some guy goes, I can't understand a word you're saying. And I was like, you can't understand what I'm saying? He goes, you're, you're talking too close to the microphone. I can't understand you. And I said, so you're saying that the microphone's, like, in my mouth or something, and the words are coming out garbled? He goes, Yeah. I go, well, how'd you understand what I just fucking said? I was like, you just hear a New York accent and you want to fucking take me down, you asshole. Yeah. And the crowd clapped because they understood me. But just just shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. You watch George Carlin specials, Richard Pryor specials, uh, Chris Rock specials, whoever. Nobody's interrupting. Yeah. Just shut up. How did it become that it's okay and acceptable and we think, uh, and people think that it's part of the show to interrupt? And I think it's because if there's a movie about stand-up comedy, or if there's an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where fucking Alfonso Ribeiro becomes a comic, there's going to be a heckle scene. Right. No matter what, because that's interesting. And what makes for Don Rickles. Yeah, they think it's, they think that's part of the show. Right. And so when they heckle you, and you don't handle it well, because whatever's happening in your life, they go, well, how could you be a comic if you can't handle that? I can't handle that. It's like, what makes you think it's part of the fucking quality to be a comic? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just shut up. 
Shut up, Tim. <laughs> Sorry, man. I got a little... It, it's pissing me off. That's why I really... I'm slowing down the road a little bit. Last year, I did uh, 44 weeks. Wow. And I do not want to do that to myself again. Yeah. I do not want to do that to myself again. Yeah, I haven't done that in years. Yeah. I stick to about 25, That's 30. I think I'm, I'm trying to do even less. Yeah. I'm trying to do, like, 2015. Yeah. Because it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens everywhere. I know, that's why it's annoying. But I enjoy Sam County. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy being in New York and LA because of the showcase formats where everyone's doing fifteen, twenty minutes. I like that. Yeah. I am enjoying that. When I go on the road and I do an hour, I fucking used to love it and now I feel like people interrupt. Like uh, certain clubs do it well. And that's the thing, is that we travel from club to club. And when a club's not one run well, and you try to explain to them how to, how to do it well. They get offended, and you're like, well, what you don't understand is you know your room, but we've seen all the rooms. Right. So may, maybe, hello, do you hear me? I can't hear me anymore. Maybe listen to us. Maybe we know. Maybe we know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, for example, like in Acme, Minneapolis, they uh, don't serve food during the show. Mm-hmm. They serve food before the show. They have a restaurant. They, if there's a guest spot, they take it out of the, the opener's time. Yeah. They don't take it out. They don't keep, they don't make the show extra long. Yeah. They run the show well. They they give, like the improvs, they give the feature 20, 25 minutes. Perfect. You ever go on the road and they go, all right, the feature's going to do 40 minutes. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean the feature's doing 40 minutes? Yeah. So now it's a co-headline show. Now the crowd's going to be dead when I go up. So I, I like... We travel the country and we see how rooms should be run. Yeah, it's all in the details, and you touched on it a little bit. Some people get offended or think you're trying to big time them or something. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not trying to be a big timer. This yeah. is just what I do, and I know that it's all in the details. And if you, you know, mm-hmm. if there's a reason I want, you know, more ice in my drink because I don't like to chase my straw around. It, it, yeah. Trust me, there's a fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want lots of ice in my drink. I always, you know, yeah, all these yeah, little yeah, things. Yeah. I'm not just being a nut job. I think Oklahoma, they were like, we're just going to have, uh, the, the MC's going to bring you right up. And I go, eh, I'd rather the MC do 30 seconds to a minute. Even if it's just the announcements or just we'll plug for your wait staff. I'm like, why? I'm like, no, you're telling me in the 20 year history of this club, nobody has asked for that besides me. Right. Why don't I believe you? Yeah. Because it's a palate cleanser. People can go to the bathroom without and walking out on me in my first minute and putting it in the rest of the audience and said that I suck before I even speak. Yeah. It's like, trust me, let them do 30 seconds to a minute before I go on. Yeah. It's a palate cleanser. It just, how is it? I just don't understand. And so I think the major problem with comedy, with the comedy clubs at least, is that a lot of them are just places that sell onion rings. Yeah. And not, they're not there for the comedy. You go to Vinnie Brand or the Stress Factory in New Jersey... That's a comedian, loves comedy, loves comedy. He understands how comedy works. Yeah. You go to Acme, Lewis, who runs Acme, understands comedy, loves comedy. Takes Any club that takes the side of the audience member over the, the comedian... Doesn't love comedy. Yes. Like, anytime somebody heckles... Like, there's a club I'm not welcome back in because somebody heckled me and I made fun of them and they complained that yeah. I made fun of them. Yeah. So I'm not welcome back. Does that make any fucking sense to you at all? Not to me, it doesn't. No. Yeah. No, neither. Anyway, you sure you want to talk about comedy? Because I don't think a lot of funny things about it. <laughs> no, man, this is the good stuff. This is the things, mm. these, are, these are the things that people need to, 
need to hear. I mean, it's but the people who are, people who listen to these conversations already love comedy and right. already understand. Already understand. Well, and they, I think, I think I've gotten a lot of comments that people enjoy uh, hearing us talk about like the the stuff that people don't hear because all people know when they watch a show is wow that guy was good yeah they they don't know all the little shit that goes into mm-hmm. it to make it as good as possible right and like i tell people all the time if crowds knew how much better we are when they're good they would always be good yeah. you know i find when a crowd's laughing i'll find eight tags for a joke mm-hmm. whereas if they laugh quietly i go right to the next joke yeah but if they laugh longer, I go, then I'm I'm having fun. I'll add I'll add another sentence to it just out of the blue, and it's, so it's like I just did. I keep mentioning Acme. I just did Acme in Minneapolis. I fucking love that room. Yeah, I play it every three years. It's not like I'm famous, so I can't play it all the time. But I really love. Like I'm finding I was finding so many things. Yeah. to add to my jokes there. Yeah, because the crowd comes. For a good time, you know they they, they know the club's going to be good. They know Lewis is going to book good guys. Yeah. yeah, it makes all the difference in the world, yeah. man. Yeah, it does in the world. I mean, we are so much better when they just when they just let it go and relax. It's like I tell people all the time. It's like having a conversation when you're talking to a crowd and they're they're laughing and it yeah. just gives you so much confidence to keep going with the conversation. Like if we sat here and talked, you and I, and mm-hmm. you didn't respond to anything I said, <laughs> we'd be one bad. We'd be like, "Fuck this! This yeah. is this is terrible." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I can't bounce anything off this guy because he's just fucking staring at me. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, and, yeah. and that's how a uh, comedy show is. Mm-hmm. Gallagher goes, "I always say the crowd gets exactly the show they deserve." Does he say that? <laughs> That's what he told me one time backstage in Vegas, and I laughed my ass off. I was like, that is a great point. They he, he's an interesting guy, Gallagher. Oh, man. He's you know, it's funny. He Different breed of cat. Yes, he is. He was at the Laugh Factory in Vegas for a while. He had like a 7 o'clock show. Yeah. Just for like a year. And so he would come into the green room. He wouldn't watch anybody. But I'd get off the stage, and he'd constantly give me advice. He would go, you know, you should try this fat joke. You should try this. But he wouldn't watch my act. He didn't, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the week, he finally watched my act, and he goes, you don't need any of us. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. And that made me like him. That made me, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, not the fact that he liked me, but the fact that he was honest. Yeah. He was like, I was wrong, you don't need any of us. And I, I thought, that's uh, that's a good soul. Yeah. To tell the truth, you know. Yeah. And uh, that, that made me feel good. Yeah. And I had lunch with him, and he fucking started beating the chicken with a hammer and <laughs> He's a different breed of cat, he man. Didn't do that. He 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 uh he was doing his laundry by like just putting his clothes in the shower and yeah, so he cleans his he cleans his clothes in the shower. Yeah, he'll put he'll put like sam shampoo on his clothes and then just stomp around on them and he'll put shampoo in his clothes. I don't know what he does to wash it exactly, but he said something about stomping around on his clothes to wash them. Oh, You're a weird motherfucker. He's got to save money. <laughs> it, the, it's it's a, such a strange business. Yeah. And every comic is different. And it always makes me laugh when people go, uh, well, you know, I, I made fun of you. How could you not take it? Like, yeah. you know, off stage, I'm like, because I'm not the type of comic, asshole. Do you see anything in my act where I make fun of anybody? No. Yeah. There's a difference between, like, you look at all the different types. Dennis Miller to, to Eddie Griffin to fucking Stephen Wright to fucking uh, Earthquake. There's many types of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And there's many types of personalities. And we all don't do the same thing. Yeah. So just because you think a comic's gonna be a certain way doesn't mean he is. Like you say, like you probably should have looked me up before you came. You know, you don't go see a band and go, oh, "I hope they play country music." You know, you fucking find it. You find <laughs> you look it up. 
The other thing you do is you don't watch every fucking joke they ever did on YouTube. Yeah. I remember once a guy in Montreal, I did one joke, and he goes, I saw this already. And I was like, what do you mean? On YouTube? He goes, yeah. I was like, so you watch the joke for free, and you're upset that I'm doing it now? I was like, you realize there's 44 minutes left to go. And the guy was like, yeah, but I thought you'd have something new. I was like, you saw one joke. You saw one joke. There's a lot new coming up. Right. And I was like, how much does it cost you to get in here? And he goes, $10. So I reached in my pocket, I got $10 Canadian, and I just threw, threw it at him. I go, get the fuck out. And the crowd started clapping, and he left. And then he came back the next day and apologized. Yeah. Yeah. And he watched uh, He watched it again. He was like, yeah, it was a lot of new jokes. Yeah, he like, probably I, talked to someone who's like, well, that's not exactly how comedy works. Exactly. And, 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 he was like, I bashed you online. I'm sorry. You know what sucks, too, <laughs> like, is, like, is like you can have a joke, and you may have had that joke for years, yeah. but people don't. people can never see a joke for the first time again, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they don't know that, they're like, oh, I've heard that. Eh, you heard the very first version of that yeah. 10 years ago. That joke has yeah. gotten a lot better since then. Yeah, and I also understand their point. When I was 14, I remember George Collin, I think, only repeated one joke in all of his specials. Well, the first two he repeated some. But he repeated, like, one joke. He goes, you never... Do you, ever, do you, know, you ever notice the people who are, who are against abortion or people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Right. He did that joke twice. And a ten, it was ten years between them, and I, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, I heard that before," but I didn't fucking get that mad at him, right? You know, and it's uh, it's like this is we're getting it for free, you know, go fuck yourself, yeah. But it's like here's the example of how crazy people are. I was doing Conan, and I'm I did my act at the Laugh Factory first. I practiced it, yeah. So I practiced it, unbeknownst to me, the Laugh Factory taped it, and aired it on YouTube. So I called the Laugh Factory and said, hey, listen, that's the exact set I'm doing on Conan tomorrow, or next week. Can you take it down? And they said, sure, sorry. So they took it down. It already had 50,000 hits or something. So I then do what my Conan said. Mm-hmm. And all the comments on my Conan YouTube said are, he stole this joke off of somebody at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> and I want to write, that's me, you fucking idiots. You're saying I stole my own joke. Yeah. But I can't, because if you comment on a comment, it becomes more popular, and and then it's the first comment. So I can't, like, send my Conan clip to Minneapolis and be like, hey, book me, and the first comment is, he stole this joke, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, but you're, you're, you're claiming that I stole my own material. That's how nuts people are. Yeah. That's how, and, and I don't think everybody should have a voice. I think YouTube comments started it, and I think from there it became social media and people being able to, the comment section led to social media, and I think that is 80% horrible. Yeah. That not a 14-year-old should not have a voice like he does where he can infect other people right. with his misknowledge. Yeah. And that's what I think. And I don't think... So if we have a test, if you have to be a certain age to drive, you have to be a certain age to drink, you have to be a certain age to fight, a certain age to vote, a certain age to be in the Army... It should be a certain age for you to be on social media. Yeah. I think. I agree. That's how I feel. Yeah. Anyway, I really am all over it. No, man, I agree with that completely. I mean, you know, you don't think about, people don't realize how, you know, I never think about their age. You Mm -hmm. know, I just know that whatever comment they made was mean or or it pissed me off or hurt my feelings or, you know, and people are like, ah, you should be able to, like you said earlier, a little bit. uh, You should be able to take it. You should be able to take it. Who says? Who says you should be able to take it? Yeah. Who says? I mean, what you said was mean and hurtful and yeah. uh, you know 
hard for me to think this guy's funny. He looks like an overgrown Justin Bieber and yeah, shit like yeah. that. I'm People just like, like, fuck you, you little bastard. Back when I was thin, one of the first comments <laughs> on one of my thin videos is, nice neck. He looks like a bus, because I joke about a bus. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How is that okay? Yeah. How, how is that okay? I don't, I don't understand. Well, and one guy I did reach out, I did make a comment back to, and then he private messaged me and was like... Uh, they always say sorry. It was like, hey, man, I, I want you to know I'm, I'm a big fan. I just yeah. whatever, and I'm like, well, what? You know, he's like, I just wanted you to respond to me. That's what they want. And that's what they want. Yeah. And when I when he said that, I was like, oh, I'm just not going to respond to these fuckers yeah. anymore. Steve Marr was on the Conan, and he had a great one. He's like, somebody wrote to him on Twitter, I don't think you're fu- yeah, You're not funny. You never were funny. That being said, I'm a fan. <laughs> I think I was dead serious. Right. And Steve Martin thought it was really funny. You know, I think my least favorite comment is when some fucker writes me in the H. Yeah, man. Me. And you know they write it's that like, in the first. Year. And you know, the, you know what that usually is? Another comic. Yeah. If you ever like, sometimes I'll go. This is what I do. I'll some some young comic writes shit on shit about me under under a video. Mm-hmm. I'll go to that comic's page and dislike all of his videos with multiple. <laughs> with multiple fucking uh, accounts. Like, now you can sit there and wonder, what's wrong with you? Just yeah. like you made me do that. Yeah. And that's really childish for a 44-year-old comic who's been in the business for 25 years. Well, but I'm, who cares? Sometimes when you sit on the couch and you have nothing to do. Yeah, we got a lot of free time. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. When you sit in a hotel room going, fuck you. It's annoying. <laughs> but, you know, some people are really good at it and they tell you, they let it roll. Like, Bill Burr and Mark Marin. With all their success and all the times they probably did respond, I've learned to stop responding. Right. So, like, Bill's like, ah, fuck those guys. And Mark's like, yeah, you know, don't, don't worry about it. And it's like, wow, okay. Like, this guy is calling you an asshole yeah. in front of thousands of people, Mark. He's like, yeah, okay, I don't notice. I'm way better about it than I used to be. Yeah, me too. You know, I just, you know, I, I got to... I have a kid coming in a few months. And Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. And I just, I, I'm, I, I feel it. Like, I was telling somebody last night. Who cares, right? We were talking about Dice Clay. He was on stage, and, and Frazier and I were talking, and, and and the gist of the conversation was, Frazier was like, I love how he doesn't give a shit. And I go, yeah. Yeah, he just, it, just it, doesn't care. It, it's one thing to say you don't give a shit, and it's another thing to genuinely, so not, care. genuinely not give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And I get glimpses of that, and I'm like, man, that feels good yeah. to just not give a fuck. It Sometimes it happens. Yeah, sure. But it doesn't ultimately matter, you know? It's not, the internet is not real life. It feels like, it feels like real life, the internet is becoming real life. Like, it used to be that real life would affect the internet, and now it feels like the internet is affecting real life. Like, you write a comment on Twitter, suddenly your career's over. So it's like, and the opinions of people on the internet, like, like PC started on the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah. So all these, um, it feels like it is, but it's not, and it's important to remember that. Remember the old Bill Hicks joke? It was like, you're watching the news, and like, death, famine, anthrax, nuclear explosions, and you go outside, it's just crickets. Yeah, look at you. Where's all this shit happening? Yeah, that's real life. And you, one good thing about playing the road, talk about something good, is you get to see beautiful areas that you've never been to before, like certain parking lots in Indianapolis. Just joking. And you get to see uh, beauty in different places you've never been before, and you can stand there and enjoy being somewhere else, being somewhere in nature, like, you know, when you play Alaska, you're like, wow, this exists. It's not all fucking the race of this goal that we seem to have as entertainers, which I don't even really have anymore. I'm sure now with you with a kid coming, 
it's not really a goal anymore. We used to have these goals as young comics. Like, I want to be on TV. I want to make a living doing this. I want to I want to become famous. That doesn't exist anymore for me. I just want to make a living uh, entertaining or doing something like art or acting. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be famous anymore, which is the absolute worst thing for a comic to think. Because you're supposed to sell tickets with your name. Right. And I don't really want to be famous. So it's very confusing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. I, I, you know, I make a decent living and I want it to continue and to make, Yeah. of course, make more money. Mm-hmm. But as far as being famous, eh. I don't want I think that I think that's why, that's one of the many reasons me and you don't, don't work as hard as, say, somebody like Dan Cook or somebody like um, uh, Louis C.K., you know what I mean? Like, we could, we could put that extra fucking 50% of work in, but I don't. I don't, I mean, I work very hard. Yeah. But to become fucking Louis C.K. famous or Dan Cook famous, you got to work, like, 150%. Yeah. I'm good with 85. Yeah, that's not, I didn't, you know, my entire life I've been good at, um... <laughs> I, it sounds awful to say, but like I've been good at figuring out like the least amount I can do. Oh, that's that's you, really? And, okay. And still, and still being all right. Oh, yeah. you know? oh, like, that's funny. Like I, I won most of the time in wrestling, but I was totally okay with winning by a point. That's I fine. didn't give a shit about yeah, smashing yeah. people. My brother and dad used to get so frustrated. I'm like, I won. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I, fig- I always funny. figured out like. Like how many points I could get and still get a C because I figured out that a C plus didn't show up on the report card. It just said C. So I'm like, right. what the fuck do I care? Seventy yeah, percent is as good as a seventy nine percent. You know, an eighty is as good as an eighty nine. If you're not going to get that, that best one, then that's how I was. I realized that like I was like, I don't really need math because I'm going to be an actor. Is what I used to say to people. I still need a math, but I didn't know. But my point, like one thing I did try very hard at was entertainment. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say in my teens to about 35, I really was just driving towards this goal. Yeah. To the point of where I ruined relationships. Like, I had a very nice girlfriend, wanted me to go on a trip with her and her family, and I said, no, I got a $50 start at the Laugh Factory, I can't go. Like, why didn't I go? You know what I mean? I, I pissed yeah. off the family, I hurt her feelings, I wound up being single for a year after that, I mean, it was awful. So I, I, eat, I eat and breathe entertainment since high school. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm older and I'm in 44 and I'm realizing I'm probably with my weight more than halfway through my life, do I still give a shit as much as I do? I used to, as much as I used to. Yeah. And the answer is I don't. Yeah. So it's, I want to enjoy my life and do this. Yeah. Whereas in the old days, I just wanted to do this. Yeah. But now I'd rather have a great girl and a kid on the way and fucking yeah. have money to travel and not and do do what Tom Rhodes do, just take off for a, a year and go somewhere. I'd love to do that, you know? Just, who gives a shit? Yeah. Who, and how fucking fickle are they? Yeah. You know, they're so fickle. There, Yeah, there is there's a lot more to uh, to to life that, and, and when you're younger like that, you just can't, you know, like, like, you can't rationalize it, you know, like I would have yeah. done the same thing. I would have, you know, a fifty dollar gig at the Laugh Factor or whatever. If I yeah. was in my twenties I'd have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to Hawaii okay. for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have yeah, to do yeah. this fifteen minute set, which may fucking suck. Yeah. Um so speaking of uh health, do you care about talking about this? How is your health? Oh the MS? Talking about the MS? I thought you had cancer. 
No, I have MS. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, sorry. Why did I think you had cancer? I don't know. You weird. You're a weirdo. I pray for you every night, and I pray about your cancer. I'm well, ask. you must be worried because I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I cured you, motherfucker. First of all, if I had cancer, I'd be a lot thinner. Yeah. No, I have, I have multiple sclerosis. Okay. Uh, the good thing about multiple sclerosis, and thank you for the prayers, by the way. Yeah. Think the good thing about having multiple sclerosis in 2000, and well, the good thing about being diagnosed in 2017 last year is that there's better medicine than there was, let's say, 2008, 1995, 1973 for certain, but Richard Pryor had it. You know, it's a lot better now. The medicine's better now. Yeah. And so, if you don't have a certain antibody in in your body, you can take a great medicine called Tysabri, which is expensive. Uh, but it helps a lot. So as of now, I have n- I haven't had an attack since February 2017. Okay. And I haven't had any new lesions since uh, f- uh, since February 2017. I have another MRI in uh, February 2019 that will confirm this. But my neuro-ophthalmologist and neurologist both feel that it's working right now. Okay. So yeah. that's where I am. The problem is is how it fucking expensive. Everything is. Where can people go to to help donate to that if they want? I feel weird mentioning it, but it's like I mentioned on Facebook, so what's the difference? I do have a GoFundMe page. Um, If you go to GoFundMe and type in Brian Scalaro, there is a page, and any donation helps. Mm -hmm. Because even though I get the medicine for free, and even though I have health insurance, uh, it comes to 50 grand a month. Wow. And so after the health insurance... And after financial hardship, which I claim with Biogen, the company that makes Dysabry, it's about a thousand to two thousand, or six hundred dollars to two thousand a month out of your pocket. Yeah, so it, I'm like happy. It's I'm happy for that, but uh, for a single comic and guest role actor, mm-hmm. it's hard to come up with seven grand a month for my rent, bills, debt, and that. Yeah. So uh, I just need to keep the medicine coming. Until a big payday happens, and I can get out of debt, and then I can handle the medicine and everything on my own. But uh, so it, that's the way it is, and you know my family's like, don't do that, don't tell, don't give a have a GoFundMe page, don't ask people for help. We're not the type to have asked for help, but I already did. Yeah. And uh, so it's already it's already out of the bag. So I might as well mention it again. Well, I tell you what, people donate and spend money on a lot worse shit. So, yeah, you know, and you, you've you've uh, entertained people your entire life. They might as well, you know, you know, things they're not buying anything else. Like you sell an album now, like you sell 16, like online. You ever look at the sales? Like I sold 16. You're like, wow. Like, nobody gives, nobody's buying albums. I never anymore. sell anything online. Nobody's buying albums anymore. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's all, they can get them for free. Yeah. And so it's uh, like literally Rich Voss announces something and they go, oh, I can't wait to download that for free. Like, like right. But it's like. Might as well just. Which is something I was going to cost me fucking ten dollars for medicine, so I can keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, no, I. Uh, <coughs> um, well, I'll I'll try and pimp that on every podcast. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Well, Thanks. Um, yeah, which is something we touched on a minute ago about the free thing. I've noticed that on like Thursday and Sunday, um, especially Thursdays, Wednesday, Thursdays, those shows are the worst because there's the younger people and they didn't fucking pay to get in at all yeah. a lot of times. People who get in for free. Are terrible audiences. Yeah, because they automatically think it's going to suck because they got it for free. Yeah. Whoever started this whole thing, I remember years ago, like 10 years ago, clubs started letting people in for free. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a bad idea back then. And and this is 
10 years later, it clearly has affected the business very badly. Yeah. Because now the improv is papering rooms, just giving out free seats. And it's that, that, and now why would people pay if they know they can just wait until the last minute and get a free seat? So you fucked up your own businesses. Yeah. And that's why clubs need celebrities. Mm-hmm. Because of their mistake, we, people in the middle class of comedy, people like me and you, Ted Alexander or whoever, uh, you know, we're, we're, like, we're fucking trying to make money and struggling, whereas they're just hiring celebrities. Because they gave away so many tickets for free yeah. that now the only people will pay the only people that people will pay to see are celebrities now. Yeah, and they're fucking most of the people they're fucking are the best comedians in this business. Yeah, the middle class, <laughs> the middle class, the ones that didn't get chosen to be famous for whatever reason. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're really strong. They're really they're good. the ones who do this for a living yeah. all the time all in as many different yeah. environments as possible. They yeah. don't just come on. We don't just go on Saturday night when everyone's there to see us. We're the fucking yeah. We're the we're the stand up comedians. We're yeah. the fucking guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it, it sounds it, weird, but it's it's truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go to if you go to your com- local comedian little local comedy club's website, yeah, go to the comic who you're like, I've never heard of this guy. Go see that motherfucker. Yeah. I bet he's good. Yeah. he's headlining that club because he's good at what he does, not because you yeah. saw him on. Fucking uh, yeah! Well, who cares? Yeah. Well, I know you're saying yeah. But Brad Williams said a really great once. Uh, Brad Williams said, people ask him who they should go see, and he goes, go look, go to a comedy club website in your town. If there's a if you see all celebrities and you see a guy who you've never heard of, go see that guy because mm-hmm. that guy is good enough with is good enough to be there without selling tickets, and that guy is good enough to be on the, the lineup with all these uh, on the on the schedule with all these celebrities. Yeah. Like, go see that. Go see the person that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And watch one video of theirs, but not all of them, and just go. Yeah. And it's like, that's a good time because their acts are going to be stronger than, not all celebrities, but let's say you go see Joe Diaz, you're going to have a fucking great time. Right. You know, so it's not all celebrities. Sure, not all of them. But I mean, I don't want to shit on certain people, but like some people who aren't comics, who became comics two years ago, yeah. like former Stand Live members. Who suddenly can't get work acting and they they jumped on our job? Well, yeah. that looks easy. Yeah. Doesn't it piss you off when somebody from your high school comes to see you and then two years later they're doing stand up comedy? Like, wait a second, did you think that I made this look easy? That, that, <laughs> did you think that I made this look like you could do it? I haven't had that. Oh, this happens to me all the time. Really? Yeah. And then they're, they're all struggling in some small town going and asking me for help. I'm like, I ain't fucking giving you help. Yeah. It's like, you thought my job was easy because I did it, so now you're trying to fucking take work out of my mouth and you want me to fucking help yeah, you? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I never liked you in high school anyway. <laughs> a good friend of mine is always, well, he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to call me up drunk and be like, Gaither, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, okay, we'll go to open mic. He's like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, exactly. I want to do what you do. Like, yeah. I want to do it for a living. I don't yeah. want to do the... I don't want to jump through the hoops. I'm like, oh, you don't want to learn how to do it? Do it. You just want to do it. You know, yeah. like, if yeah. you're good at it, you make it look easy. So everyone thinks yeah. it's easy. But it ain't fucking easy. My friend, I told to do stand-up comedy. Because he was very good-looking, and he was very funny, and a great writer. And I said, you have a natural tone to you, a natural rhythm that I don't know anybody else has. You're very good-looking, you're bookable, because you're good-looking. And you have, a, you have a great, you're a good writer. I was like, you could be really successful, more successful than me. And he found one room that would book him. 
And they gave him free drinks, and he was the best comic in the room, and all the girls wanted to fuck him afterwards. So he just stayed there. Yeah. And I kept telling him, you got to play other rooms. What happens when this room closes? What happens if you get kicked out of this room? Where are you going to go? There's all these 20 rooms in the city. you got to go to these other rooms. He was like, nah, I don't like rejection. I'm like, you don't like rejection. That's the whole yeah. job. Yeah. The whole job is rejection. 90% of our job is rejection. Right. And rejection from auditions, rejection from writing the clubs and not getting booked, rejection from wanting to be with agents, rejection from jokes that don't work. And 90% of our job is rejection. So he wouldn't go anywhere. Then that room closed, and he was like, I got, I got nowhere. And he got mad at me. He goes, you told me to do this job. Now I'm not a comic anymore. He's <laughs> like, I told you to play other rooms too, you dick. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to play other rooms. It's it's one thing to be funny in your home club, but go on the road and see what's funny. Yeah, just go anywhere. Yeah. Just go anywhere. You know the amount of shitty rooms I've played? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've done, I've done so many shitty gigs. Yeah. The, the, when you get to a good room... It's actually, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, there's so many shitty rooms out there. I'm like, if you don't understand, it's just a pleasure to be here. But like, this guy's asking me if he can, this guy's asking me if I want anything. My God, well, I've, I haven't seen that in two months. Yeah. Like, thank God. I had somebody throw a chair at me in Arkansas. I had somebody fucking wait outside to attack me because his daughter was drunk, and his daughter yelled something out, and she loved the show. Yeah. And the bouncer told her to be quiet. I didn't tell her to be quiet. The bouncer did. She started crying. I get off the stage, she comes running up to me and crying, going, they told me to shut up. And I said, listen, nobody saw it but me. Yeah. I saw it from the stage. I think you're a great audience member, and I enjoyed you the whole time. At which point, her father ran up to me and punched me in the face. Really? Said, leave her alone. <laughs> and then the club is mad at me. The club's mad at me. Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense. And I remember playing at college, Tufts University. They had, uh, they had the, the, the cafeteria. And they they brought me on stage. Which it's really a walkway yeah. to an exit door. They brought me on stage, and they go, "Ladies and gentlemen, comic." And they gave me the microphone. They're all eating lunch and doing watching television and doing their homework, and they have to stop yeah. and watch me when they don't want to. Right at noon, so I stopped doing my act. Literally halfway through my act, I hear chicken parmesan. Please pick up chicken parmesan. <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's like, play meatballs up while I'm doing my act. It doesn't even occur to them they shouldn't yell shit out while I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Then the door, there's an exit door by me. So literally the door opens up and a guy walks in. He's right next to me, as close as you are right now. And he just looks at me while I'm telling jokes. I go, how you doing, man? And he just, he goes, Ugh. He just walks away. Like, he just walks back out. It's a fucking, this, this job is a fucking disaster. Yeah. Most of the time. Dude, we could do an entire podcast just on shitty gigs, and uh, yeah. I'd like to have you back sometime. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Thanks for having just me. Just to talk about that. Yeah, sure. I always enjoy having you. Where can people find you? Uh, well, uh, BrianScalero.com. Uh, I have Twitter, Brian underscore Scalero. All caps. Scalero is C-S-C-O-L-A-R-O. Okay. And I do not have cancer. Yeah. But uh, on Facebook, I have a comedian page, uh, and... Um, yeah, in the Instagram. You know, I just started Instagram. I'm like a, I'm like four years behind everybody else. Uh, but I have an Instagram page that I'd like people to join because I enjoy Instagram. I, I can, enjoy I can, Instagram. I can act on it, you know, and I like yeah. that. Yeah. So I can write and also act, and I, I like that. Yeah, your stuff on there is very funny. Thanks, man. You're, you're one of the funniest comedians working. You're thank really, you, Tim. You really are. And, and uh, thank you for hooking me up with Weed in Indianapolis. And that that was a that was because we didn't know each other very well back then. That was very nice of you. Yeah.
How did, I, how did I end up getting you weed anyway? Because I called you, and I said, do you know how to get weed? Because you were playing the other club in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And I said, how do I get weed? And you said, oh, I fly with it all the time. I was like, you fly with it all the time? I don't. And you go, I'll meet you there, and I'll sell you some weed. So we met in the parking lot in Indianapolis, and you sold me weed. I don't even remember that. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could hook you up. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming Thanks, buddy. buddy. Congrats on your kid. Yeah, God bless you. I appreciate it, buddy. And, uh, yeah. Ray! We're out, sister.